Welcome to Kick Back with Chris, the martial arts podcast. to you by Martialytics. Easy to use, super powerful management software for your martial arts school. Hello everybody and welcome to the Cobra Kai special of Kickback with Chris, the martial arts podcast. Now first of all, I just want to apologise straight off the bat for the lateness of this episode coming to you, but it is for a positive reason, okay? And that reason is the response that I had to this special has been off the scale. The amount of recordings we had, emails, messages via WhatsApp and Facebook, it's just been absolutely nuts. So much so... That I'm going to say this now, I'm going to get this out of the way. If your recording or message is missing, please, please understand, I have we got so, so many that it was just impossible, impossible to include absolutely everything. Some people took the time to record over 15 minutes worth of content, which is crazy, you know, to think that people would take the time to record that much content for me. Now, unfortunately, due to the nature of the podcast... As much as it was fantastic content, I'm sure you understand that I can't be including sort of 15, 20-minute long recordings. Uh, I mean, that's an entire podcast. So what I've had to do is sort of trim little bits. Now, one thing that I have decided is that there will be a follow-up episode, but I'm going to talk about that another time. Now, also, those of you who have been listening for a long time might have noticed a little bit of a difference to the intro for our podcast this week. Now, don't worry. Mittmaster and Matt Chapman haven't gone anywhere. No, 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 no. They haven't gone anywhere. We've just had, come on board, a brand new and extra sponsor to the podcast in Martialytics. Now, but those of you that don't know about Martialytics or haven't used Martialytics before, they're a fantastic piece of software for martial arts schools. Whether you're running once a week or whether you're running a full-time center or whether you're running a franchise multi-venue setup, these guys have a fantastic bit of software, and I can say this because I've actually been using Martialytics since, wow, around about 2014, I do believe. It's been a while, okay? Uh, and this is a piece of software that you can use in your school to track students, to get in touch with students, um, to, to keep track of different age groups. It does all sorts of things. It's really, really, really easy to use, very powerful bit of kit. And what I would urge everybody to do is to head over to martialytics.com, Okay, check out the free 30-day trial that they offer. All right, see what it can do for your school. And if you've got any questions, get in touch with them because they're an awesome bunch of guys. And um, Brad has actually been on the show before in the past, so you can go back and listen to Brad's episode if you like. Uh, but anyway, time to get on with the Cobra Kai special now. So for those of you that weren't aware, what I asked everybody to do, and I'm sorry if you can hear creaking, I, I got a new chair specifically for doing podcasting. And it's already, if you can hear it, it's squeaking like worse than my knees already. And it was an expensive one. Anyway, I just thought I'd get that covered off. Um, so the podcast... <laughs> a bit of a random one, sorry. But it's the excitement of the show. I'm excited for this episode. So excited I'm talking about a squeaky chair. So this week, um, I asked everybody to send in for me uh, answers to... Well, not questions, but three different areas, different topic points for Cobra Kai. Uh, and those areas were, you know, do you have a favourite character? Do you have a favourite moment or fight scene? And the obvious one, do you have a favourite episode? Okay. Now, there are some common themes that you're going to hear throughout the answers that come in. 
Okay. Um, and I think that's, I think it's pretty obvious and fair to say as to why for certain ones, especially the fight scene area. Um, but there's some really interesting, unique takes. And what I also like as well is the age spread of people that have sent replies. There's people a little bit nostalgic like me that, uh, you know, grew up watching the Karate Kid in the 1980s. All the way through to, you know, youngsters that probably never even seen the original films. They're just coming at this straight, fresh, with Cobra Kai being the new thing on Netflix. Never even heard of the first series when it was on YouTube at all. So the, 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 the really cool thing is, is the way that even though we've got this massive division or split in ages, how certain themes keep popping up. Anyway, we're going to jump straight into our first recording, and this is a pretty cool one, okay? Because this recording, not only they're a cool person, but it's also cool in that it's one of my family members, okay? So my niece, Jessica, she sent in, uh, that actually, I, what I will quickly say is, uh, I have two nieces, and they are both big Cobra Kai fans, but Jessica wants to send in uh, a, a reply, so I'm going to start off with hers, and then we'll get straight into her responses after. Hi, my name is Jessica, and my favourite Cobra Kai character is Sam LaRusso, daughter of Daniel LaRusso. My favourite scene is when Miguel and Johnny are taking uh, pictures for Facebook so they can get Ali to see them. Um, my favourite episode is Season 3, Episode 10, December the 19th. My favourite fight scene is when Miguel, Robbie, Tori and Sam are having a fight at the school. Bye! Thank you to Jessica for sending that in. That was really, really cool. That's actually better than some of the adult recordings that we got in, believe it or not. But yeah, very, very cool. So um, starting off with your first point, your favourite character being Sam LaRusso. I think that's a really, really good choice. And I think that they've done a really good job with the strong female characters in this series. Um, some some kick-ass fight scenes, if I'm allowed to say that. I'm guessing if you're watching Cobra Kai, I'm allowed to say kick-ass fight scenes. So um, that's a very, very good choice straight off the bat there. Um, and what you were saying about taking photos for Johnny for Facebook, that's that's a really cool scene, that, because I know it echoes the whole uh, sort of Johnny stuck in the the mid to late 80s thing, not knowing what Facebook is, not knowing really what emails are. Um, and I thought it was quite a nice tie-in you know, there's, you know, I remember you know, growing up in the 80s watching the Karate Kid when it was first out and it was brand new. And to think that there's this character from that series, it's really, he he's kind of still stuck in that time frame. He's still living the 1980s, you know, to the point where he doesn't know how to use a laptop. He doesn't know what Facebook is. He doesn't know what emails are. Um, and that you know we're bringing characters in now that are kids living in today, and of course kids that are now watching Cobra Kai, this is new for them as Karate Kid was new for me way back then, and and that in itself just just really really blows my mind when I think about that one. Anyway, let's move on to the next one. So then the next submission that we've got coming in is from a long-time listener Baz. Hi, I'm Baz Chilia from Bracknell Kickboxing Club. We came quite late into the party, really, with Cobra Kai. Uh, we saw all three seasons um, just after Christmas. Um, so, yeah, it became a family favourite. Oh, favourite character? That's a hard one. It's a bit like a soap opera, isn't it? You, you get quite involved in their characters. I'd like to say Dimitri because he's really funny. 
Um, but I think um, myself, my daughter Brianna, would definitely agree that Hawk, Hawk is uh, a great character. How we uh, morph from from the nerd into what he is. Um, uh, yeah, Hawk's definitely the favourite character. Favourite episode? Well, that's a difficult one because um, there's so many great episodes. I think um, martial arts wise, I think the season finale of season two, the fight at the school, you know, where Miguel gets injured, uh, really well choreographed, lots going on, uh, some really smooth transitions from from one fight to the other, everything happening at the same time. The martial arts was really good, choreography was really good. Um, but I also had the episode where Johnny went on that online dating thing and uh, it just shows a more humorous side to, to Johnny. Uh, so that was quite funny as well. Cheers, Baz. Thanks for your awesome submission, as always. Um, quite a lot to go on there. Now, I'm actually going to uh, touch on a, a, a couple of these uh, responses you've given because I know it's going to be quite a recurring theme, and obviously I don't want to keep answering the same in the same detail for each person. But you know, whereas I know that that Hawk and and that particular fight scene, it's going to come up a lot. Um, so what I'll do is I'll. I'll perhaps go into a little bit more detail on your reply, and then in the others. Obviously, there'll be little, be slight nuances, little differences with the way that people reply, even you know on the same character or the same fight scene. So, um, what you're saying about watching all the, se- uh, the seasons together, I kind of envy on that on a little bit because I first started watching Cobra Kai as a lot of people did when it first appeared on YouTube, uh, and like a lot of people, we were a little bit sort of skeptical uh, worried that maybe wasn't going to be treated with the uh, love and respect that we you know nostalgically remembered the the original films uh, i'll say the first three films anyway <laughs> but just pretend, pretend the fourth one didn't happen <laughs> but anyway back over to what you were saying so yeah being able to sort of binge watch all three seasons in one go must have been pretty cool actually you know and seeing the development of the characters and the show because you know it 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 went through some not radical changes but there were definitely some changes there obviously once once they realized the popularity of it and that they could afford to be a little bit more risky with their decision making for the characters and some of the storylines so yeah watching all three seasons together must have been pretty cool um and at least you didn't have to go through the long-suffering gaps between each season. And your choice for Hawk, I think, as I say, Hawk's going to be a fairly popular um, character reply uh, on this podcast. And, you know, I think it's a, it's a character that a lot of people identify with on a lot of different levels. I mean, I, I didn't get into martial arts originally because I was bullied as such but i was as a child quite a soft character with the there was the potential there for um some pretty nasty bullying if the the situation had been allowed to develop um you know i was as i say i've said about this in the podcast before quite quite a soft child you know really into into music and science fiction and all the stereotypical sort of nerdy type things that people might say, although it's it's completely different these days. But anyway, um, so yeah, I, I, I can see elements of myself within the character of Hawk. And, you know, one of the things that, you know, I'm really lucky and privileged to be in the position is to, you know, when COVID allows, to um, 
go around teaching workshops, you know, at different events. And one of the really common things that I began to see was the hawk, the mohawk, you know, kids having their hair done to match the character of Hawk, you know, at tournaments and uh, at these events. And, you know, it was, really, it, it was really, really cool to see, actually, you know, the, the, the confidence that they had in, um, in themselves and, you know, carrying that hairstyle around. It's, you know, it's pretty extreme. Now, of course, moving on to that fight scene, because I think it's going to be a pretty recurrent um, answer or theme that people are going to comment on. So, I mean, the, the thing with this, the thing with this fight scene, which I think I certainly suffered from memory-wise until I went back and watched it, is it's actually quite early on in the episode. Um, you know, we always think of it as the sort of the end of the season, but obviously, it ties the season up in the fact that it, it you know, it brings that that, that storyline to a close and then sets up for the next season. But the fight itself is actually pretty early in in the the episode which is you know not 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 necessarily a common thing with with these sorts of shows um now what <laughs> what's really quite funny actually for such an epic fight scene of which we'll we'll touch on in a minute is that the first punch is such a miss it is unreal the the gap it's just the angle i mean it's just one of these things sometimes that for whatever reason they they went with that particular angle that shot it's it's always difficult to know why certain decisions are made in in film and television but if you go back and watch the, the first the first punch that that Tory throws you know it's the 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 gap is huge the gap is huge but do you know what it, it in a certain respect it doesn't really matter you know because the the choice of music you know that they use as is a common thing throughout the whole series. Really, the 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 music choice is absolutely fantastic, and they got it absolutely spot on with the fight scene because it, it builds up the character development. You know, through this whole fight scene, the fight scene itself is almost like um, a chapter in the story because you know we're getting to see these characters um, show sides of themselves, reflecting their personality and their fighting style. You know, some of the characters, I'm not going to go through them all one at a time because that could be a whole podcast, but, um, you know, getting to, you know, getting their comeuppance, some, some characters having their redemption moments, you know, but it, the, the fight itself almost develops. The only way I can think of to describe it is almost like a, for those of you that, I don't know if they still do it anymore, but back when I was into wrestling as a kid, they used to have the Royal Rumble events where every however many minutes another another fighter would come down. Well, I say fight, you know what I mean. But another another wrestler would come to the ring and this fight scene, for me, it felt like a Royal Rumble style uh, developing fight scene. Now, one thing that's really, really cool with this that Baz actually touched on is the, the camera work and editing is is really, really good. Um, the way in which they transition from each pair of fights, uh, each pair of characters fighting, um, uh, they sort of disappear out of shot. The camera would pan and then pick up the next next sequence of the next fight as that character, as one of the characters, would fall into shot. And it was really, really cleverly done. Um, going back to the character of Hawk, his his entry in particular is awesome because obviously he, you know he walks into the shot and he's reveling the opportunity to fight uh, and he takes down like three people in one go and you know 
performance-wise, actually does a really solid job of, of, you know, dispensing with these few stunt guys, one after the other, so with some really, really strong beats and some strong hits. And, you know, re- re- for all the, the characters, I think Hawks in particular was the best entry for all of it, you know. Uh, and I particularly like the section in which where they kind of have a little bit of a break for a moment, um, playing with some of the character development. And, and Hawk is almost Terminator-style hunting down Dimitri through the corridors and through the, uh, the, the, the sort of quieter areas of the school. Now, the one bizarre thing other than that first punch, <laughs> with this fight scene, is, bearing in mind it's in a high school, it, it's over ten minutes long. And, you know, this b- massive group of kids are able to, to, to fight for ten minutes. See, the, the, the length of this fight, you know, in storytelling terms for, a, for an episode, it's, it, it's long enough for the army to have turned up, let alone the police. You know, I think we see maybe... I know one teacher turns up and he gets thrown on his ass. Uh, one of them disappears off because it's above his pay grade. But then they, there's, I think there's a grand total of maybe four security people turn up at any time throughout this whole fight. And then right at the very end, it looks like a policeman turns up right at the end. You know, <laughs> once it's all finished, you know, um, it turns up. And I just thought that was quite funny that that a bunch of high school kids were able to carry on fighting for that long before anybody actually turned up to break up the fight. So moving on now to Mary, who sent me her audio clip through Facebook. So we're going to jump to her audio and then I'll come right back to you. Hi, I'm Mary Stevens from Athena Karate. My favourite Cobra Kai episode is season one, episode nine, Different But Same. This is when Johnny and Danny begin to bond after a confrontation, of course. It contains them singing in the car, which is a great scene. But best of all, it has Amanda de-escalating the testosterone standoff in the garden by offering breakfast, prompting the immortal line, do you want to take this inside? My favourite fight is probably any fight between Tori and Sam, as I enjoy the way the series allows them to be tough and avoids patronising the female karateka. Sam is a great character, and I love how my daughter relates to her. My favourite character, however, has to be Miguel. This was a tough one, as I love Johnny so much. He's hilarious and holds it all together. But the relationship he has with Miguel is absolute sensei student goals. And this is because Miguel becomes confident enough to debate with him, and they have a lot of fun, as well as some serious training. Miguel guiding Johnny through Facebook is some of my favourite dialogue in the whole show. So it has to be Miguel for being such a great student. Thanks, Chris, and keep up the great podcasting. Thank you, Mary. Some really interesting replies there. Um, just touching on what you were saying there about um, Miguel and his relationship with Johnny. I think what what the the series have done, or what the the writers have done, is is a really clever, almost like a mirror image of the relationship between uh, Daniel and Mister Miyagi. In that, you know, Miyagi's role within the original films was to encourage sort of the calmness in Daniel, sort of tame tame his uh, uh, aggressive temper um and at the same time instilling that confidence in him to um to not be bullied and you know fast forward now to cobra kai and the relationship between miguel and johnny now miguel is you know, his role is almost to to calm johnny to 
to to bring the best out of him obviously throughout the the series which is really nice um you know it, it's peppered with all of this backstory of of Johnny was he was always a decent guy he just ended up taking poor advice from a pretty nasty instructor again which we'll probably end up touching on a little bit later in the show um so yeah I thought that was really interesting obviously as well within the relationship excuse me um What's really cool is those moments, those comedy moments of, you know, like I mentioned earlier, where, you know, Johnny doesn't know how to use Facebook and, and Miguel's trying to teach him how to, you know, send a private message and all that sort of stuff. So it, it, it's a really cool play on that sort of, you know, young versus old, as well as, you know, infusing that with the, the, the student teaching the sensei, which, you know, I really, really liked that. Now, what he was saying as well about, you know, the relationship um, or the scene in particular between... Uh, Johnny and Daniel. This, it, it, what I really like about that that particular episode as well is when they um, stop by the apartment complex where Daniel grew up, and it, there's all the flashback sequences to the first film, and how it, you know in that moment we also get to learn a little bit about Johnny's character and you know how you know there was the assumption there he's the rich kid and you know he had the big pool and you know he's, he's obviously explaining about how his stepdad's a bit of a uh, well, I won't say what he says, but you know, you know what I'm saying. So we're getting to learn a little bit there, and then they start to have that moment of sort of understanding, almost, don't they? Which is really, really cool. So yeah, some good suggestions there, really good ones. Okay, so what we'll do next is we will go to longtime show listener and supporter, and all around awesome dude, Daniel. Hi, Chris. Danny here. I hope you are well. Um, as always, loving the podcast and was really happy to hear you were doing a Cobra Kai special and I just wanted to get involved. Um, so I want to say my favourite character is Johnny Lawrence, played by William Zapka. Now the reason he's my favourite character is actually linked to my favourite episode, which is Series 1, Episode 1. Um, just seeing that episode and getting the whole story from a different point of view uh, was just amazing. I mean, we've all seen the Karate Kid films uh, lots of times. Um, but watching that episode, getting it from Johnny's point of view, it just opened my eyes a little bit and it made me realise how much I like that character, uh, Johnny Lawrence. So, yeah, my favourite character, favourite episode. I think it's just brilliant and it's what started it for me because um, I'm absolutely hooked on Cobra Kai. I'll be honest, I wasn't a massive Karate Kid fan growing up, but I love the Cobra Kai series, so they're absolutely brilliant. Uh, my favourite moment is actually when uh, Johnny goes out on a date with uh, Miguel's mum and Daniel's out with his wife and they bump into each other at a restaurant. That one was Series 2, Episode 9. So it was a long time coming, but the best part for me is when they bump into each other at the restaurant, they've had a good night and then they're outside and Daniel says to Johnny, he says, I'll always be Miyagi-Do, you'll always be Cobra Kai, but that doesn't mean we have to be at war. And he puts his hand out and they shake hands. And I just thought that bit was brilliant. I've been waiting for that for a long time. I do want those two, or I did. I was hoping that they were going to team up. Um, obviously, we're getting to that point now. Um, but yeah, it took a while to get to that, though. Like right at the end of uh, Series 2. I mean, obviously, it didn't last long because in the very next episode, they're, they're fighting again. But I did want them to, to be friends. I like Johnny. He's my favourite character. But I like Miyagi-Do. I must admit, I'm more Miyagi-Do than I am Cobra Kai. But I'm not a massive Daniel LaRusso fan. I do like Johnny. So, yeah, that's, that's my, uh, my favourite moment. Anyway, I hope you're all well, and I'm going to keep listening. Thanks a lot. Bye. Cheers, Danny. Um, so, actually, just before I go on to 
Danny's pointers on there. Um, for those of you that have maybe seen me sharing it on social media, Danny actually got a photo with William Zabka and some of the other uh, cast from Cobra Kai. Uh, I want to say last year, it might have been the year before, time has become this really weird constant at the minute with, with COVID. <laughs> Getting my years mixed up. 2020 seems to have just been like this weird fuzz. Uh, anyway, I posted a photo uh, of Danny in one of our t-shirts. Um, he very kindly wore it to a Comic-Con event where William Zabka and some of the other cast were at. Uh, and yeah, and he got a really cool photo of, of himself in my t-shirt, in the Kickback with Chris uh, t-shirt, uh, with Johnny Lawrence and Cobra Kai. So how cool is that? Pretty awesome. What could only be cooler than that is if I got to do the same. Um, meet Johnny Lawrence in a Kickback with Chris t-shirt, my own podcast. That would be pretty epic, if slightly geeky. Anyway. <laughs> moving on to what uh, Danny was actually saying. So yes, the first, the very first episode, I like the scene where, now memory might be playing a trick on me, I don't know if this is the first, ep- I'm sure it's the first episode or the second episode where uh, Johnny gets into the fight with the kids outside of the chemist. Um, and, and that, it's awesome because he's, he's kicking ass and he's doing all this stuff and you know he's, he's hurting himself because he's not done these moves for a very, very long time. Um, and it's that moment of, cool, Johnny's kicking ass and he, of course you realise he's beating a bunch of kids, you know, gets arrested by the police. <laughs> it's kind of, you know, it, it, it's awesome, but then, you know, really bad at the same time because obviously he's beating kids up and that's not really very cool. So, um, yeah, I thought that was a, a particularly funny moment. But, um Touching on what you were saying about Johnny and, and Daniel, I think it's going to be, I think for however many series we get, I mean, there's been talk of anywhere up to sort of between seven and ten seasons I've seen mentioned, which is crazy, but they will keep this going. It's a bit like The Walking Dead, isn't it? They'll just keep it going until everybody stops watching, you know? Um, and I, who, who knows how far this is going to go, but I think one constant that we're going to get is this whole, you know, Danny and Johnny are friends but not friends you know they'll always they'll never be like at war again full on again but they'll always be bickering they'll always be those you know hey let's go and sort there's been multiple episodes where they've gone to sort something together then they've ended up having a fight even though you know one particular episode in the last season in the garage scene where they have that sorry spoilers if you've not watched it if you've not watched Cobra Kai and listened to this podcast what are you doing seriously stop listening and go and watch it but um there's the scene in the garage where they're 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 working together fighting you know helping each other but yeah they're still arguing and still fighting each other and you know it's i think it's going to be it's always going to be like that isn't it um now touching on what you're saying about um i think it's interesting you said that that you're a miyagi-do fan but don't like daniel larusso and that's that's an interesting one that one you know uh i think we were, you know, obviously we, he he played the the sort of the, the lead role in the the Karate Kid films. He was the Karate Kid, so we were all sort of um, not made to like him, but the story was written for us to sort of empathise with him and, and and want him to win. And um, but at the same time, I could see how you know you might find him a little bit annoying as well. Uh, and I know that they play on that significantly within the Cobra Kai series. Um, but what would be interesting? Now you're saying that you weren't, weren't particularly a Karate Kid fan. I mean, you might may have done this already, but it'd be interesting now, now that you're a fan of Cobra Kai, to go back and watch the first three. Don't bother with the fourth one. Go back and watch the first three, and see if it changes your your opinion at all. Now that you know the nuances and the intricacies of the 
you know, the relationship between Daniel and Miyagi and, and our Johnny Lawrence and, and, and all the other characters sort of fit into those original stories, you know, will you see it any differently if you go back and revisit it? That would be an interesting one. Okay, so moving on, we're going to go on to our next next recording. And this one's going to come from, just looking at my list now, I think we're going to go to one from Lucci. Long-time show listener, Kaizen organiser himself, Lucci. Hi, Chris. Lucci Delgadio here. I just want to contribute to your kickback with Chris. So here we go. Favourite character, the greatest karate instructor ever to walk on this planet, Sensei John Kreese. Absolutely 100%, hands down. Um, Favourite fight scene, where where they're all in the school. When the... um, when he falls off the balcony, well, when he, when he gets kicked off the balcony and breaks his back, that's probably the best one out of the old season. And the favourite, my favourite bit of the of the old series um, is in season three, where again going back to John Kreese, where he goes back to his Vietnam days uh, as a young um, person. I thought I was dead clever to put that in, and I really, really enjoyed that. And uh, I love to see a spin-off. Of uh, a young John Kreese as is uh, as a young man. Hope you're well. Take care, everyone. Cheers, Lucci. And you, though, if there's going to be anybody that was going to be a John Kreese fan, it'd be you. No, but joking aside, um, what you mentioned there about the the spin-off, um, which is actually a really good idea. I'd read that on the internet somewhere that they were potentially developing one, or I don't know whether it was maybe somebody suggesting that it'd be good if they developed one. But you know, whichever way around, I mean. How cool would that be? I think that would be a really, really interesting. I think I'm pretty sure that I've read that they're they're in the process of developing um, some spin-offs focusing on, say, uh, like Chosen and, and Japan and John Kreese and uh, and all these characters that were integral to the to the uh, makeup of the original Karate Kid series, but sort of embellishing, uh, building up their backstories a little bit. And, and John Kreese would be a really interesting one because. You know, I like what they did with him in, in Cobra Kai because they could quite easily have just brought him back to smoke his cigar, just be generally nasty to everybody and not really have anything more to him. But they did. They gave him some really interesting backstory and really kind of helped us to understand why he is how he is. And, you know, in in his world, he's not a bad guy. You know, he's the good guy. He's He's the person that did what he needed to do to keep his friends safe. You know, to keep his country safe, and that sort of spiraled out of control, shall we say, um, to the point now where you know, even though they do give us those glimpses, don't they? Those moments of almost wanting us to sort of empathise and understand why he is behaving the way he is, why he is the way he is, and then he just turns up back around and does the most douchebag thing just to make you hate him again. You know, um, and I think that's that's probably going to be something that they're going to continue with for however long they they keep him in the series. Um, but yeah, thank you, uh, Lucci. And again, if anybody was going to be a John Kreese fan, I knew it would be you. Okay, right then. So moving on to our next entry. Now, what I'm actually going to do now is go to one of the entries that we got via email. This is a new thing. We've not really done this before. Uh, and I'm going to read out an email now sent to us by James. Okay, so here's James's email. Now, what I am going to say quickly before I start this little podcasting insider information here is that I did actually pause that recording to go and find the email because I thought I got it printed out and I've forgotten to pick it up. But in that gap, for whatever reason, they've started digging the road up right outside my office. So if you can hear noise in the background, 
that's what it is. It's not my chair for a change. Okay, anyway, to James's email. So he says, So, Cobra Kai. Great series, and one that, as I'm sure does for many, brings back fond memories of getting into martial arts. Not that, not that my starting in martial arts was anything like Daniel's or Johnny's for that matter. If I had to pick a favourite episode, it'd have to be Series 1, Episode 1, for a couple of reasons. It appears like it never left. You're back on the edge of your sofa watching on as Johnny's about to be awarded the trophy for the All-Valley Tournament, and then hurled through that fight scene and finishing with that kick. Ignoring all the technical faults and points decisions that are usually jumped on from that fight scene, it's awesome. The second reason is the first look at the mature Johnny in action as he jumps in to save his car. And the third, in brackets, I know I said only a couple, is the way it's put together. Great mix of nostalgia, the chalk and cheese of where each of the protagonist's lives have ended up, and how they start to intertwine. Okay, so yeah, I mean, the nostalgia thing, for me, although... Okay, before I say this, it is a really good series, and the martial arts, for me, isn't the main focus of the show. It's sort of used as a delivery system for the story, if that makes sense. So, to a certain degree, that helps you to overlook what I'm going to say, but for me, the nostalgia, the memories of watching Karate Kid as a child, the quotes of Mr. Miyagi, the... You know, um, seeing him uh, save the day against the bullies, you know, all this cool make-believe stuff kind of helps to overlook some of the uh, iffy martial arts at times, I think that's fair to say. I mean, that's that's not, not, I don't think that's mean, I think that's, that's pretty fair to say. You know, um, so they've, they've done, a, they've kind of landed on the feet there with that one because, you know, us sort of martial artists in our third, late 30s, 40s early 50s that remember that the other karate kid when we were kids you know i think that's that helps to sort of gloss over some of those sort of slightly more ropey areas now interestingly you mentioned the um opening sequence where they're doing the flashback to the original fight scene now uh, sorry the original uh, end fight from the first film now, I've watched that through a few times. Now, I've seen some interviews in which they mentioned there was a lot of footage, um, a lot of angles that were shot from that fight that were never used. Uh, I remember, I think it was actually, I don't know whether it was William Zabko or Ralph Macchio, that's, there was an interview where they were saying that, you know, the, that end tournament scene was, when they were shooting it, it was almost like they were shooting it live, so they had multiple camera setups, like it was a, a, a live tournament. Obviously, they didn't do it as one huge take, but um, they had a lot of cameras running on, getting lots of uh, coverage from different angles. So I don't know whether they've reshot that particular... Because um, there's one shot where it's, you know, Johnny takes the kick under the chin and it's an overhead shot. I don't know whether they reshot that, whether that's original footage that was never used. or Anyway, I just thought that was a cool, cool little little pointer. Um, but starting with that clip, such a clever idea because it's almost like a time travel thing, isn't it? Um, you know, and then we we jump to Johnny drunk asleep on the floor. You know, um, with regards to Johnny's car, I, I don't care what anybody thinks or anybody says. He had, I say had, because obviously he got torched. He had the coolest car. I mean, you you don't get much cooler than a Pontiac Firebird. I mean, that is. The coolest car. Nah, maybe a DeLorean, arguably, comes somewhere close. But 
you know, red contact fiber. Okay, so the 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 lacquer, the paint job is looking a bit ropey, but the car itself, so 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 cool, so cool. So yeah, um, some really good points in there. Um, you know, especially with the 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 intertwining, the usage of the uh, the original fight sequence there to start it off. Okay, so we're going to jump next to my long-time friend and somebody who was on the show very, very recently, all the way over in Hong Kong, Mr. Mike Leader. Sweep the leg, Jonesy. Sweep the leg. Cobra Kai, yes. Big fan of this show. Um, got quite excited when I first heard about the concept. Because, you see, I'm from that age... I was a young karate lad who got to see the Karate Kid 1 and 2 on the big screen. I was the age that William Zabka and Ralph Macchio were pretending to be when they made those movies. And now I'm just an old karate man. Is that some kind of insult, you old karate man, you? Um, But yeah, big fan. Although I will say, and this might stir some controversy, they weren't the first to do it. There's a music video... Uh, by a band called No More Kings for a song aptly called Sweep the Lake Johnny from about 10 years ago which is a complete tribute, pastiche, homage to the whole Karate Kid thing uh, and it features William Zabka and the Cobra Kai living in a trailer park trying to regain their glory uh, Martin Cove turns up uh, Ralph Macchio turns up at one point Pat Johnson, who played the referee in the Hill Valley Karate Tournament, and also trained Ralph Macchio and everyone for the movie, he turns up. It's just awesome, and it's a really good song. But yeah, with Cobra Kai, um, love the concept, love the fact that they've basically, in my opinion, made you know uh, Johnny Lawrence the hero, and you realise that Ralph Macchio was kind of the guy who messed him around, and that Johnny is just kind of a lovable idiot. Um, really love the yeah just love the whole film it's kind of I like the self-referential way it is I like the references I like the fact they acknowledge the madness of people getting old and that you know things have changed in the last 30 years um but yeah it's just awesome I mean I think probably my favourite character is Johnny Lawrence uh because he's just he's just a lovable lovable loser. Um, do like the kid Hawk uh, with the ridiculous mohawk and the silly tattoo. Um, love the music, the fact they use the original you know, '80s tunes. I'm an old man. I like that stuff. Plus remixes and redos. Um, love the fact that they've uh, brought people back. It was great to see Martin Cove return as Crease. Uh, was fantastic. You know. The way they dropped hints about Elizabeth Shue returning, and then she returned as Ali, and then when they went to Okinawa, and you had, you know, Tablet Tamita and Yuji Okamoto turn up. And come on, Yuji Okamoto facing off with Ralph Macchio again, and doing the whole, you know, mercy is for the weak. You know, you know, you know honking his nose. It was just awesome. Um, loved the school fight, loved oh my god there's just so much to love about it I mean it it sounds geeky but it's just so much fun although they've got to bring back Terry Silver come on I mean we need the return of Thomas Ian Griffiths as Terry Silver ideally with a grey ponytail looking for revenge don't know if they should bring in Hilary Swank I mean there's a lot of fan, fan theory about perhaps she's the mother of a certain character but 
I don't know. I wasn't a fan of the next Karate Kid. Yeah. Maybe bring in Jaden Smith for a cameo somewhere. Anyway, Cobra Kai, thumbs up. Good stuff. Roll on season four. Cheers, Mike. Uh, lots to go on there. Okay, let's start off. First of all, that opening section, I am making that my text message tone on my phone. So from now on, anybody sending me a text message, they're going to hear Mike Leader saying, sweep the leg, Jonesy. <laughs> That's absolutely brilliant. But hey, you know, you mentioned being a young karate lad back then. I was a young taekwondo lad. You know, I I've mentioned this before on the podcast that, you know, watching Karate Kid was what spurred me. Um, well, it, actually, I'd, I'd already seen the classes going on, but I never really, really understood what was going on, what it was all about. I just saw these people in white pyjamas um, every week on a Wednesday at six o'clock and it was after seeing the Karate Kid that I put the two together, and you know, and yeah. So I, yeah, there's a lot of people out there that I think, you know, um, follow a similar path with that sort of thing. But the old Karate Man reference, I think, I think there's a film in that dude. I know. I think I don't think anyone's listening now. Um, but yeah, let's uh, copyright that. Get that written down. Old Karate Man, the movie. I think there's something in. There. <laughs> It'd be a cool one, wouldn't it? The old Karate Man strikes again. Um, but, uh, yeah, the Sweet the Leg music video that you mentioned, that was so cool. And do you know when they first mentioned the, uh, Cobra Kai coming back, that was one of the first things, or when I say Cobra Kai coming back, when Cobra Kai had been released, it was one of the first things I went and checked out on, on YouTube was that video. Um, because it is super cool. If you haven't seen the video on YouTube, guys, go check it out. It's dead easy to find. Sweep the Leg. Um, it... Yeah, it's it's really good fun. It's actually it's actually a really good track as well. Um, it's not just the video. It's a good, it's a solid solid music track. Um, so you mentioned you know um, you like about Johnny being made the hero, and I liked the scene where he sat with Miguel telling his version, of basically his version of the first film. You know, um, a lot of people have seen. There's a popular YouTube clip where they've told the story um, from Johnny's perspective. Whereas, you know, Danny, D- Daniel Lusso is the, the bad guy. And this was almost like, you know, a, a, another version of that. And seeing it from his side, you know, it actually makes for compelling story, really. That, that this kid comes from nowhere, you know, starts trying it on with his, all right, for argument's sake, maybe girlfriend. But anyway, you know, and yeah, it, it, it really makes you look at it in a, in a, in a different way. You mentioned the tattoo as well. I wonder how many people. I know I, I mentioned earlier. There's a lot of kids when I went to events and stuff that have got the the hawk hairdo. Uh, but I wonder how many adults went out and got the tattoo. I wonder how many older teenagers that weren't quite old enough have gone out and got the hawk tattoo. <laughs> Try to think. There's, there's got to be somebody somewhere. I mean, Google's your friend. I suppose I could go find that. Um, but you mentioned the music as well. Oh, my phone's just gone off because I said Google. Hang on, I've got to stop that now. <laughs> Sorry if I've just done that to yours as well. If you're listening, your phone's just gone on. Anyway, <laughs> oh, technology. But yes, the music as well. Actually, the first three seasons soundtracks are all available on Spotify. And I mean the actual the score, um, so not the not the music, the, the regular music, the actual music from the series. Uh, it's really good listening as well. I've got all of them saved in my uh, my training. Uh, I'm so geeky, I know. But I've got it in my training music list, my playlist for training too. And um, it's, re- it's a really, really good collection of music. Go check it out. Um, 
and you mentioned the cameos. Uh, for me, the 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 chosen fights in Okinawa were, or the fight was brilliant with the death touch type stuff in it, the nerve the nerve strikes, uh, and I liked the way that they used the same beats of the music in the fight with Daniel and John Kreese at the end. Uh, towards the end of the series and um, when he when he strikes the nerves and they use the same music and everything and it tied it in really nice really clever storytelling that um and then you mentioned terry silver i think it's almost a given that they're going to bring him back and i think he'll also drag mike barnes back with him as well it'd be nice if they've made sort of terry quite i don't know a bit a bit sort of down and out you know uh down on his look and and looking for payback for losing everything and you know i don't know i don't know how they'd play mike barnes whether they'd I don't know. There's there's definitely a way of doing it, but Hilary Swank. I mean, I think they'll shoehorn her in somehow. Hopefully, it'll just be. I mean, nothing against nothing against her, but I just didn't like the character in the films. I just didn't like the film at all, really. Bit of a cash cow, to be fair. But um, I think they'll shoehorn her in somehow. There'll be like a I don't know two minute scene somewhere just to feature her, um, but hopefully not for too long. But yeah, Terry Silver coming back and Mike Barnes coming back. They've got to do that. Absolutely, they've got to do that. But yeah, thanks, Mike. Lots of really, really cool stuff there. So next, we're going to jump to a recording sent in from a new friend of mine, a guy that I uh, worked with on a film about a year or so back, a young man who's just turned 21, actually, so happy birthday, a young man called Alfie. Hi, Chris. It's Alfie. Um, Here are my answers for the Cobra Kai uh, podcast. Uh, Thank you for letting me be a part of it. Really appreciate it. yeah, Cobra Kai, I love it all all the seasons so far. I know they just started season filming season four. So yeah, really looking forward to that. Um in terms of favourite moments and characters for me, uh favourite characters I'm a bit unsure, you know, I've not really got a favourite, you know, I can't really put it down. Um it's hard to say favourite character. I don't I don't know, I have to circle back to that one. I quite like Hawk just because the way he, he comes uh, completely changes with the mohawk and the tattoo. But it won't be—I wouldn't say he's my favourite character. But yeah, uh, favourite fight scene—it's um, got to be the school fight. Um, yeah, the school fight for me, or at a push maybe uh, the fight—the house fight that led on to. Um, the fight in the Cobra Kai dojo, um, but yeah, the school fight for me, I was like looking at it going, whoa, imagine if there was a, because I've only left school about five years ago, um, and I just love to, imagine seeing a fight like that in school, it'd just be absolutely crazy, um, yes, I'm a martial artist myself, and you shouldn't encourage that, but imagine seeing that yourself, that'd be absolutely crazy, um, yeah, I, but then again, I also like the, fight I think again at the Cobra Kai dojo at the end uh, especially when Daniel turns up and the the famous line of if an enemy offers war take away his ability to wager or something like that I probably butchered it but I love that saying and that that really brings that fight scene to life for me um Apart from that, that's it. Not much I can say apart from I just love the series. Um, I am very analytical over the fight scenes and stuff like that. Me being a trainee stunty and 
trying to create my own fight scenes all the time. I, I'm a few things are like, oh, it doesn't quite work, but it does. But yeah, that's just me. Uh, but yeah, thanks for hearing my uh, opinion, guys. And yeah, thank you very much. First of all, um, what I want to say to Alfie and and indeed to everybody as well, and I'll probably say this at the end too, but, you know, thanks to you guys, because without you sending in these recordings, it would literally be me sat in my office, which let's face it, it's quite light anyway, but it would be me sat in my office chatting away to myself about Cobra Kai, you know, um, which I would have still done anyway. But the fact that so many of you have bothered to send in these awesome recordings and emails and messages and things, you know, it really makes this much more interesting because we've seen it from different angles, different points of view, different ages ranging from kids all the way through to, you know, old karate men, <laughs> as Mike said before, you know, and that, that that makes it so much more interesting getting these different opinions. Now, I get what you say about not having an absolute favorite because I'm a little bit like that too. I kind of, I kind of switch and change. I'm trying to remember the character's name now. For those that listen to the podcast a lot will know I'm awful with names. But oh, what's his name? It's the security guard. Oh, the really funny security guard. And he, he actually is in the the scene with uh, in the the school that we mentioned earlier. And Alfie just mentioned as well. And he's like, "Leave it to me, boss." And he jumps in and starts doing all these really crazy moves to like stop the kids from fighting. Uh, if you've forgotten what I meant, go back and watch that scene, and you'll see what I mean. It's absolutely brilliant, and it's just this kind of com- comic relief, isn't it? In the middle of this really quite serious, if utterly bizarre, massive war fight scene in the middle of a school like i said earlier that's allowed to continue on long enough for the army to turn up let alone the police you know um as we all know fights you know we're talking seconds to a minute and it's done (laughs) not like that that was just just went on and on and on and on and on which you know it's make-believe it's tv isn't it so it's allowed to get away with it um but yeah i kind of i kind of get where you're coming from with the with not being sure about a favorite character because I kind of bounce between you know as the series progresses I know we always come back to you know the 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 main protagonist you know your Johnny's and your Daniel and and, and people like that but I, some of the lesser characters you know some of the um you know sort of lesser featured um characters are really quite fun as well so yeah, I kind of I kind of get where you're coming from on that one. Now, um, what you were saying about the um, the final fight, I know I just mentioned the kind of like the nerf pinch, like the death touch thing, and that was really cool how they works that in from the scene in Japan, and then you know remembering and it coming back, you know, and tied in nicely to some of the um, story delivery methods that they used in the films as well. And it's been really nice to see how they've. They've stuck to that way of telling the story, you know, in the same way that they did with the films, if a little bit more intricate, because obviously, you know, they're not stuck with 90 minutes. They've got a whole season that they can they can play with and and sort of build on these ideas. But yeah, some really some real some real cool ideas there. Okay, so next we're going to go to uh, Damien, who um, also has a podcast, which name I have just forgotten. Sorry, Damien. I'm such a pro. I should have all this stuff written down. Okay. But yeah, uh, thanks again, Alfie. And we will jump into Damien's recording and I'll catch you after that. Hello, Kit Back with Chris podcast. Damien here. My favourite character has got to be Jorian Lawrence. Now, other than the fact that he doesn't really know all that much about modern day technology, uh, hash brown hashtag, 
Um, I think that he has had the biggest story arc since he first came on the screen in the 80s and it's really nice to see the conflict in his character from being stuck in the past he's still got some old school ideals and wanting to move forward but he doesn't quite know how I think my favourite sort of moment or fight of the whole three seasons that we've got so far has got to be the fight in the school at the end of season two. It's so completely fantastical that it's just a really good sit down and enjoy it kind of unfolding on screen. Now, I think season three tried to do this again, but it wasn't anywhere near as fun um, and it felt a little bit more forced the second time around. Yeah, so the the whole hash brown thing and the other one, uh, send it to the internet, you know, it's so cool, you know, it's like, come on, but let's be honest, for all for all of the silliness and all of the fun that they're having with Johnny's character and the way that, you know, he's behaving, we all know martial arts instructors that are a little bit like Johnny in some way, We we all know. We all know that one instructor that's awful with anything technology. You know, you can you can imagine them saying hash brown and send it to the internet and you know all this sort of stuff. <laughs> hash brown Cobra Kai, you know. Um, so it, it, whilst it's you know silly humour for the series, there are people out there like that. Just the same as there are people out there that would rip inhalers out of their students' hand and throw them at the, at the at the wall and, you know, make some negative or derogatory remark about the fact they've got asthma or, you know, I don't know that they didn't imagine. Do you know what? There probably is somebody out there that has the students stand in line and take bare-knuckle fist punches to the face, you know? But there's so many things. And, I, I, you know, I like the fact that they even have like the health and safety inspector turn up to check out his building and stuff and all that. There's people like that, you know, for real that, that, you know, don't care or think about any of that sort of stuff. So there's so many parallels between Johnny, the martial arts instructor, and actual real martial arts instructors. I know I sat there watching it cringing going, I know people like this. And I know that there'll be so many other people out there that did the same thing too. Um, now you mentioned about the fight scene. I'm presuming you were talking about the the house fight, um, which had a number of really cool movements. But I was just the whole way through it. I was just like, oh, they're just smashing the house up, you know, and kind of detracted from what they were doing a little bit with with the with, again with some real clever uh, single shot and camera movements. Um, they did some really good stuff. And what what's really impressive with stuff like that is, you know, yeah, technically it's very very difficult to shoot. But, you know, you can see that they're using the actors a lot of the time and they're having to get, you know, uh, cues and positions and, you know, certain entry angles into shot perfect timing wise. Um, Otherwise, it mucks it all up. You know, if one mistake and they've got to kind of go again with those longer single shots. Um, So, yeah, really, really impressive stuff there. Okay, so the next one we're going to go to is mm, let me look on my list. I think we'll go to another email, a shorter email this time. We'll go to Gordon. Okay, so here's the email through from Gordon Brown. Um, Short, but to the point. Okay, so he says, Hi Chris, Uh, my favourite character is Hawk. He starts off getting bullied, turns into a machine, but becomes human again at the end. And his favourite moment is the riot at the house of joining the clubs. So, again, we've, we've just actually spoken about the clubs, but... 
And what he was saying about Hawk as the character, and I mentioned this earlier on about, you know, um, as a character, a bullied character, you know, that actually, what's really interesting with this is they're dealing with quite a, a real and, you know, sensitive topic in that, you know, the reason that um, Hawk is being bullied primarily is for the way he looks, you know, and, you know, a, 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 he takes on the advice from Johnny um, to make it a strength, but he takes it to a complete extreme, doesn't he? Like a massive extreme and creates this alter ego for himself. Um, but, I mean, taking that aside for a minute, the the subject of the bullying, um, especially in relation to the reasons for why in, in this particular case, you know, it's quite a sensitive topic. And I think they, as a show, you know, they dealt with it quite well because of all the characters to give the almost superhuman strength to, um, to create a character to, to really empower other kids that might be watching this in a similar situation. I think they did a really good job with it. And I think what's also nice as well is that they didn't leave him as like a, well, a giant dick really you know they could have they could have kept him as hawk the idiot that doesn't really care but they didn't they and again there's massive i need to put that there's spoilers in this right at the start really don't I? you know um they they have him come back around again i mean it, it takes three seasons which i like uh, they didn't do it as like a one or two episode story arc they had him go completely down the anakin skywalker dark side sort of whole thing um, and then had him come back around again, you know, um, halfway through a fight, but still, you know, and that's really, really good because I think they needed to with that character sort of bring him back around to being the good guy again. Um, and I think that works really well. Sort of a good guy with a with a, a, a streak of nastiness to him now, um, almost sort of parallel to the Johnny Lawrence character, you know, following a similar sort of similar sort of story, sort of trail, but albeit. A lot quicker knocked a few decades off um right okay so let's go on to our next i'm looking at my list here okay let's go to a uh, really cool dude um one of our long time long time listeners uh, a young man with awesome kicks ishi hi sir it's ishmael here i'm loving the cobra kai series i was ready for season four the day that season three came out it's actually been great for me because finally there is something I can talk to my friends about that involves martial arts. It's usually just football and gaming, but all of my friends are Cobra Kai fans too. The other thing is because I've seen the other Karate Kid movies, I've been like the go-to guy for the background info which is kinda cool. My favourite character is Hawk. I really like the way he turned the situation around from being a victim to being an all-out bully himself. I think the actor Jacob Bartran did really well at playing both ends of the scale convincingly. I felt really sorry for him when he was a victim, but then I was really mad at him for being a bully. I liked that he could stand up for himself, but he didn't have to go that far because he knows what it's like to be bullied. My favourite moment was when the two guys who used to bully Hawk come to Cobra Kai and thought they could still bully him, but then he beats one of them down really badly and stares the other one out like a psycho. That was intense and really good payback. My favourite fight scene is the big fight when Hawk changes size to help Miyagi-Do and Eagle Fang. I want to just start off by saying, how cool is that dude? How cool, how cool? 
cool is he? You know, ah, man, I, 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 it never fails to surprise me. Whenever you send in an audio file, how concise, how well spoken, it's just, you're, dude, you need, you need your own podcast. In fact, I'm going to, you, you can be on my podcast. In fact, everybody else, before you get any ideas, <laughs> he's working for me when he's old enough. But no, dude, that's some really, really good points in there. And interesting, you've just, touched on and and actually here hands up promise didn't listen to your audio file before i recorded what i just did i'm laying these out in order and responding to them sort of in real time okay and that's really interesting that you've just mentioned what i was talking about with the bullying element and um, but actually you mentioned you took it a little bit further in that you know it was you found it disappointing that he went from being bullied to then becoming a bully having realize or knowing what that feels like to then do it you know and that that's a really good point you know um but yeah some 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 really interesting angles i like as well you mentioned the 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 miyagi um sort of twist at the end when he he, you know he was fighting one way then all of a sudden he realized i don't know what we're doing and came to his senses and and switched sides and also when you reference the fact that you're the sort of the go-to guy and your friend for the cobra kai information i think it's fair to say that if it wasn't for the current pandemic, for the situation that we're in, if martial arts schools were all open still, there would be Cobra Kai frenzy promotions. That everything there'd be there'd be Cobra Kai parties, there'd be Cobra Kai tournaments, there'd be T-shirts, it'd be it'd be everywhere, absolutely everywhere. And I think it's fair to say, I think I'll go on record now as saying that you know, providing that everything. And it's, let's just hope it is. Providing everything is back to normal completely by the time Series 4 comes around, we're going to see martial arts schools across the world embracing Cobra Kai in the same fashion they did in Ninja Turtles and the Power Rangers. And you, what's really interesting as well is it's not really developed as a kind of a kid's series, if, if we're honest. It's not really you know aimed at that market, yet... You, you know, younger generation, are, they, they they are seemingly embracing it, you know. So it does make you wonder, and this is me now just going off on a sort of a tangent here, whether there may be um, some sort of um, spin-off from this. Um, and if anybody listens to this podcast and has this idea now and goes off and makes this series, I want some credit for this, okay? <laughs> um, you know, making a sort of a spin-off that is sort of child-friendly, I'm saying in air quotes, um, sort of child orientated in that Karate Kid universe um, does make you wonder if that's something that might happen. But anyway, I digress. I'm going off on a bit of a tangent here, aren't I? All right, where's my list? Okay, but yeah, that was awesome, dude. Absolutely awesome. Okay, so next of all, we're going to go to, uh, again, long-time listener and somebody I've had the privilege to train with a few times at different events uh, and things going off around the country, uh, Wayne. Hi, Chris. Uh, Favourite moment or fight? Episode 10, Season 3. Uh, the fight between Chris, Johnny and Daniel in the Cobra Kai Dojo. Um, lots of action lots of uh, exciting fighting yeah, not just karate a lot of throwing around a lot of smashing um, and, and you can see that it was bringing Daniel and Johnny um, together um, 
throughout the series, my favourite character has definitely been Johnny. Um, all the 80s stuff that he's bringing into it. Um, it's just a cool character. Uh, it's completely different from what he was uh, in the film. Um, really down to earth. Whereas um, Daniel, he was pompous in the film. He is pompous, even more pompous now. Um, it was good to see the uh, the twist where they're at the golf club, and um, and everything's changed. So uh, yeah, definitely um, Johnny, definitely my favourite character, and episode ten is definitely my favourite. Um, episode so far uh, thanks for the opportunity to um, to be part of this cheers well thank you dude for sending it in as I said earlier on if you guys aren't sending these audio files in then I've got nothing to go on so you know big thanks to you guys um, yeah uh, again I think it's I think it's fair to say you know um, Johnny Lawrence as the character is is time and time again are going to come back as as a fan favorite for for obvious reasons i mean the the show sort of centers around his character you know um giving us the ability to to see the story from from his side you know i think they do intentionally and you know for a good reason they sort of accentuate exaggerate maybe the sort of arrogance of of daniel a little bit to make us like Johnny a, that little bit more, you know, um, it, it's really it's so conflicting. The first, you know, the first sort of few episodes were sort of conditioned to hate Johnny Lawrence for what he did. But if you remember, and I know William Zabka has touched on this, if you remember at the end of the first film, he has that redemption moment, doesn't he? When he's like, "You're you're okay, Larusso. You're you know," and again, he's giving him the trophy. So it does. They do sort of make an effort. It's just, it's just minuscule in the, the the scheme of the entire film. But the fact that they took that glimmer of decency and went with it, and then gave the Russo Daniel Russo a little bit more of a um, an egotistical streak about him, you know, to make us dislike him, to in turn make us like the Johnny Lawrence character a little bit more. I like that. That was. That was that was a cool move on the on the part of, of the producers and writers. Okay, so we are going to go to longtime listener of the show and somebody who's contributed uh, a fair few times. Uh, a guy who is incredibly knowledgeable on all things sort of martial arts movies. Uh, Max. Hi, sir. Max here. Hope you're well. Uh, great to have the podcast back. I've been really looking forward to this episode in particular. I'm a big Cobra Kai fan and an even bigger fan of the old uh, Karate Kid movies. So as you can imagine, I've got lots to say. I'm not even going to pretend to keep it short. For my favourite character, it's got to be John Kreese. What a legend. Uh, even from the old movies, he was one of my faves. Um, it, it, it really sinister and unnecessarily sort of hostile, but there's still something really comical about him. So uh, yeah, he, he's my favourite character for definite. My favourite moment in Cobra Kai so far has been when John Kreese and Johnny meet up for the meet up again for the first time and have that little scuffle. 
Uh, it was good to see uh, John Kreese uh, st still got a few moves, uh, still got a few tricks up his sleeve and he can still have it, you know what I mean? So that was good. <laughs> my my favourite episode, I think, it's got to be the one where we see uh, more about John Kreese's backstory and his time in the military and we learn how he ended up saving Terry Silver's life and, and you know, why, why you know, Silver's eternally indebted to him. So I thought that was really cool and... Uh, I'd put money on, on, on Terry Silver being uh, being featured in, in season four. So there's so much more I, I, I want to say about Cobra Kai in general. I think there's lots to talk about. To talk about. There's there's uh, there's a real opportunity for martial arts enthusiasts to geek out on this one. You know, talking about the, the quality of the martial arts and the technical inaccuracies, and you, you go on and on. But um, ultimately, it, it doesn't detract from the entertainment, does it? So. I think in the bigger picture, it, it doesn't really matter. It's still, still great viewing, uh, and uh, you know everyone seems to like it. Seems to appeal to a much wider audience than than I'd imagined it would, and it's sort of uh, repopularized martial arts, uh, especially amongst young people, which I think is also really cool. So yeah, I think uh, that'll do. That's that's all from me, and uh, all the best to you, sir. I'm really looking forward to the episode. Nice one. Cheers, Mags. Um, quality content as always there. Yeah, I agree with what you're saying about the John Kreese elements there, which, again, is really interesting. We've we've touched on that one already. Um, the way I've tried to do this episode is, I've, I, although you will, just so everybody understands, that all the audio files you've sent in, I, I skimmed them to make sure that they were working, of which some didn't, which is why I do skim them. But I didn't listen to them. Um, I've laid them all out gone through them all one at a time as i've been so I've, I've i've listened to one answered listened to one answered and it's just it's just fate how they've dropped you know uh how you've mentioned the, the possibility of uh terry silver coming back which we obviously we discussed not too long ago uh the backstory of john crease now it's good that they're sort of embellished and given that some some life given it you know i, I think originally as it was written they just needed a bad guy didn't they they they, they just needed a really bad guy you know what's that that the quote from the first film you know if you don't show it's open season on him and you and when he gives him that look you know not that not that mr Miyagi doesn't give him a look back you know but that look is just whoa. and i think you know back then they just needed a really nasty ass guy for a film but that gave them the opportunity all these years later to sort of go well why is he like that you know surely he's not just woken up on the wrong side of the bed and just decided to be a nasty ass to everybody i mean maybe he did but you know but no they've they've, they've taken it and they've they've gone well no there's this 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 and this and it and it opens up as you say possibilities for loads of different stuff and the, the Terry Silver link, I think it's a given, isn't it? He's coming back. As I said, I want him to bring Mike Barnes back too, and there'll be a whole, you know, conflict. They could even, how cool would it be if they reworked the scene from Karate Kid Three when Daniel comes into the dojo and John Kreese jumps out, having he thought he was dead, and he's scaring him, and then obviously Mr Miyagi can't come back to save the day. But they could have either Johnny come in or you know. Daniel come in and it, there's just so many options here maybe it could be you know maybe it could be the 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 child of Mike Barnes that is the the champion so to speak or the champion character that comes in you know there's so many ways that they could say by the way if there's any producers or writers from Cobra Kai listeners and you're stealing my ideas I want credit for this okay and if by chance I've already written this I am got an inside scoop I'm just you know I'm in the wrong job maybe I don't know <laughs> But yeah, some really cool things. And obviously, when you were touching on 
you know, how it's popularized it for the kids. I mean, absolutely spot on right there. I mean, it's, it's popularized it again in such a way that it is a shame, like I said before, that, you know, we're in the pandemic, that there is a lockdown, that we've not been able to have the schools open because I think it would have been a real opportunity. I mean, I think the kids would have been a little bit disappointed when they turned up and we weren't all Johnny Lawrence in it and John Kreese in it, you know. <laughs> Wouldn't get away with a lot of that stuff, to be fair. Uh, but yeah, I think that, you know, it's a fair point. And what you were saying about the martial arts quality and the inaccuracies and that sort of stuff. I've had some conversations with people on social media about this recently. Uh, one gent in particular was, you know, he was quite um, intense, shall we say, with his opinion on the lack of quality of the martial arts and the lack of realism of the of, of the traditional elements of the karate. Whereas, you know, for me, as I said it earlier, yes, it's a martial arts... Um, driven shall we say series the, the the is the focal point but they use the martial arts as a delivery system for the story you know this whole this whole podcast so far this whole hour or so we've been talking about yeah no we've been talking about favorite fight scene but the majority of it is about the character development about the backstory and they use the martial arts as a mean to you know, help drive the story. I mean, you look back at the original Karate Kid film, and that was a father and son story. And the the martial arts, and it really wasn't that great, was it? Let's be honest. The tournament was full of make believe rules that switched and changed to suit the story. I mean, we all know the kick to the face was illegal. All this sort of stuff, and it, it but it doesn't matter because that's not the main focal point, is it? It's not the main drive of the story. It's just there to give it some extra oomph. You know, to to give it reason, uh, you know, why the characters behaving like this, why they're doing what they're doing. It just helps to sort of, you know, drive that message home. Anyway, I'm go. I'm doing what I do. I'm getting too passionate, like you said. <laughs> Your reply, Mags. You know, right. We're gonna go on to our next one now. From I believe it is Jessica. If I got that wrong, I'm sorry. Um, I've written this down. If you can hear this noise all the time, I've got all these bits of paper. I'm a bit old school with all these names scribbled down. And what doesn't help is that I've actually written them down on my phone with like the pen thing and then printed them out. So it, it, it looks like a five-year-old scribbles. But anyway, let's go over to Jessica, see what she's got to say, and I'll uh, catch after that. I would say that my favourite Cobra Kai character definitely has to be Johnny. He's the absolute definition of a lovable rogue, and I love that he's such a complex character. He's kind of jaded, and he's been through so much, but he's actually really sensitive and really tries to do his best and make a difference in the lives of these kids. You also find yourself really feeling for him, because he always tends to get in his own way and sabotage himself in spite his best intentions. My favorite episode has to be the final episode of season one. It's the first time that everything comes together and the competition scene has you at the edge of your seat. It's so intense and you see Johnny so conflicted with the appearance of Robbie onto the scene, being his own son, and the emotion of his love and support for Miguel, as well as the moral issue of whether to win at all costs. Such a good scene, really high tension and great screen action. What I love about Cobra Kai is that it's really stayed true to the original Karate Kid. It's got an old school 80s feel to it within a modern context. I love the fact that so many of the original cast have come back for the Cobra Kai series and the flashbacks really take me back to being a young kid and my early karate days. 
It's got all the cheese in all the best ways, some great comedic elements, as well as the action, and it's a really great product all around. Thanks for sending that in. Yeah, um, I agree with you, actually. I, one That's one particular uh, episode or section of the series I've not mentioned yet was the, the end tournament scene from uh, from the first season. You know, whereas you know that would be like the standout moment, wouldn't it? Normally, of the if it was a film, for example, um, and yeah, there is that high tension, that drama of the the conflicting elements of Johnny having trained up of somebody to fight his competitor's student. That's his son. I mean, that's that's some really deep deep psychological stuff there that's you know and that's that's really cool that they've taken on that challenge and then obviously they've further developed that over seasons two and three and now into four you know um some really really clever writing and you know who would have thought you know if you look at the how basic and i don't mean this in a negative way because it is what it is, and as much as I hate that saying, <laughs> but it fits. You know, Karate Kid is what it is. It, it's not. It doesn't set out to be a hyper complex, you know, um, overly complicated um, production. That's not. That's not what it was trying to do. You know, but what they've taken and 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 kept that that ethos. They've taken that that basic story, and they've 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 given it new life for one and then they've taken it off in all these different directions and challenged all these different things which is really cool i mean i I know a lot of people a lot of people were really really worried that they weren't going to teach sorry they weren't going to treat cobra kai uh, with the love and affection that they have for the karate kid universe and thankfully they have managed to do that and they've done it in a you know in a really really good way you know, um, something that I'm you know, really, really pleased that they've, they've managed to do. Okay, so we're going to go to our final entry now, which comes from Alan, which is actually an email. So he says, My favourite episode is season three. One of the funniest moments both Johnny and Daniel come together. Johnny and Daniel learn that Robbie has fled in a 93 Dodge Caravan from the LaRusso Auto Group, and they stumble upon it while gassing up. The driver flees the scene, prompting Johnny to get behind the wheel of Daniel's Audi to give chase. I think this is one of the funniest moments in Season 3 as Daniel is forced to ride shotgun whilst Johnny drives like a maniac to the tune of Motley Crue's Kickstart My Heart. His favourite actors are Ralph Macchio as Daniel LaRusso, William Zabka as Johnny Lawrence. These are my favourite actors as it brings back memories as a child that got me into martial arts. Yeah, so I mean I've touched on just what you were saying at the end there on you know the delicacy of them having to or the, this is the producers and, and writers and the directors of um of the show in fact director wise i've not looked into this whether it is i would assume it's different directors because it's what they tend to do on series um i'll have to look at that i've never really noticed um I, I would i would assume it is from experience but anyway anyway i'm going off on a different one but yeah the 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 difficulty the delicacy that they had of of, of basically potentially messing around with people's childhood memories, <laughs> the, the difficulty that they had with this, 
you know, and the fact that you've you've picked Daniel and Johnny as your two favorite characters, I think that makes sense. You know, um, it's going to be the same for a lot of people. But yeah, that scene that you mentioned there is—I've forgotten about that actually until you mentioned it. Well, not forgotten about it, but I've not thought about it in the context of the podcast. And um, yeah, the chase scene in the car when he's free, and Daniel's freaking out, and Johnny ends up taking—he ends up taking one of his wing mirrors out, doesn't he? You know, um, it's like how you can afford it. You know, <laughs> it's really cool. It's actually a really well shot, good chase scene as well. Um, and then that leads into that garage fight scene, which again is really well done. You know, um, and you know, with great respect to them, they're getting on a bit. You know, these guys now, and they, they do a good job. They do a solid job. At, 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 you know, putting these fights together and 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 doing you know, a fair bit. Sometimes, you know. How do you say this nicely? You know, you're watching it and you go, well, that's clearly a stunt guy. You know, and, you know, the whole purpose is you're not really supposed to be able to tell. And sometimes just the fluidity. I think there's that particular scene where Daniel supposedly does a like a spin hook combination. And you look and you go, clearly a stunt guy there. You know, taking nothing away from uh, Ralph Macho. I'm not expecting him to be able to do that stuff at all. But I just think that... It, they could have done it in a more subtle way, in the same way that they did with um, Pat Morata in the in, in Karate Kid with Mister Miyagi. They didn't. They they purposefully didn't have him doing too much overly flamboyant stuff because it didn't suit the character. I think they could have done that sometimes with with Daniel Larusso. You know, um, not had him doing too many of the complex moves that they sometimes have the stunt. You know, the stand-ins doing for him. Um, anyway, anyway, I'm going off on a slight, you know, random tangent here. But yeah, that's a, it's a really, really good scene. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, and I'm glad you mentioned that. Now it comes back to memory. Okay, so we're actually going to bring bring the show to a close. Um, what I want to say before I finish up with my one of my favourite moments is um, that there were actually a lot more people and a lot more recordings that came in some really really good ones as well which what i'm actually going to do is do a bonus episode um with those recordings because some people took um some you know serious time to record i mean some of them were over 10 15 minutes long you know and and i could have put together an entire podcast on just three recordings (laughs) but and I didn't want to chop them up too much or do stuff. So what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to put um, a bonus episode out with those recordings. So if you've listened in expecting yours and you're a bit disappointed, you know, chances are if it's one of the longer ones, I'm going to use them in a in a future bonus episode. So that's that covered. Okay, but what I want to talk about now is my my favourite moment from the three Cobra Kai series. So what I'm actually going to do is rather than talk about it now straight away, is I'm actually going to play you a clip from this particular episode uh, and then talk a little bit more about it. Daniel, sir. You remember this song about the balance? Yeah. Lesson not just karate only. Lesson for whole life. Whole life. 
have a balance. Everything will be better. Understand? Yeah. I understand. Okay, so that is a clip from uh, episode five of season one where Daniel goes to visit Mr. Miyagi's grave um, to get some answers to some problems that he's having at that particular point within the story. And, you know, I I don't know about everybody else at the time, but when that particular scene um, happened, I totally was not ready for that at all. It was like the biggest jump 720 spin kick in the fields ever, you know? Um, and I think that that scene alone for me demonstrated how well the the writers and producers and everybody be involved behind the scenes of the production, how well they understood how much these stories mean to so, so many people out there. You know, um, whether you are now a martial artist or an instructor because you originally watched The Karate Kid like I did, or whether you're somebody that found it a little bit later on down the line and is just a fan of, of the genre, you know, it it means an awful lot to a, to so, so many people, you know. For me personally, you know, obviously I'm 41 years old. I completely understand that it's a story, that it's make-believe, but I can trace my love for the Karate Kid, for the character of Mr. Miyagi and the character of Daniel LaRusso. I can track that, my martial arts, back to that start point, to seeing these characters interacting, you know, and I I think it's fair to say that if it, it wasn't for the affection I had for those characters and that story and those films, I wouldn't be doing what I do now. I wouldn't be teaching. I wouldn't be doing this podcast. I I don't know what I would be doing. So although I understand, yeah, it's make-believe and it's a story and, you know, it, and all of that stuff, these characters and this story is important to me because, you know, I, as I say, I can... I can trace the sort of birth of the or the spark of my interest in martial arts back to back to the Karate Kid and, and these characters. So that particular scene for me, it kind of felt like it was all bringing it full circle again. You know, seeing Mr. Miyagi, you know, in person as such in the series for the first time. We'd seen photographs of him, but we're not actually heard him or, or or seen any footage of him and to use that particular scene it was just like wow you know it was it was a flashback to that moment where he gave Daniel a car you know this kid who you know really felt like he didn't have much and you know there he was now the a cool kid with the cool car and the father figure that he didn't have and this newfound confidence that this man had given to him you know it it, it just it touched so many levels all within one small scene and it was it was a re they were basically they were reusing an already written and already um acted scene from a, a from a film in the 80s 
they took that one scene, dropped it into the series, and it melt it it meant so much more in so many different ways. And I just thought that was such a cool, cool moment. And for me, by far, by far, that is one of the standout moments for me of the entire series. Which is why why I feel it's been so successful because it involves people and touches people in so many different ways you know that uh, that have a love for this franchise and for this story arc in in a multitude of different ways you know you've got the kids coming in now and it's cool because it's on netflix and there's the fights and it's this and it's that and and then there's the old guys the old the old karate guys as mike said like me that you know have a love and affection for it in a different way and yet you know everybody's coming together the first person i had you know right at the beginning of this episode you know my niece you know somebody who's you know roughly the same sort of age as i was when i was first brought into all of this by the karate kid she's is having the same effect on her now with cobra kai and it's just so cool how that sort of full circle isn't it you know um so i i just i suppose i wanted to finish on that clip because i thought that was such a cool moment but again just to say to everybody a, a huge huge thanks for your support um not only with this episode but with with all of the episodes so far on this kind of crazy journey that i'm going on with this podcast and you know at the beginning of the episode i mentioned uh martialytics uh the new sponsors that have come on board and you know and that's you know crazy for me to think that my little podcast you know has got to the point now where you know other people are interested in being involved with what I'm doing and that you guys have all spent the time sending all of these cool clips in you know but anyway before I get too soft I need to go kick something (laughs) um but yeah things we've got coming up um obviously we've not had Matt on this episode because it's been a bit of a Cobra Kai uh focused show and by his own admission he's not really a Cobra Kai fan so (laughs) Um, and also, as well, we wanted to give him the time that we would normally. So is, Matt's going to be back on with his next episode. Also, coming up, you will have seen I've been dropping some hints at future episodes. Um, somebody that I've known within the, the sort of film and television industry for a very long time. Um, somebody I've worked with a number of times, a number of occasions. We talk regularly, um, usually via little, little clips on um facebook messenger I- i'm terrible for doing this there's a number of people that i sort of converse with on a regular basis like we're on walkie talkies <laughs> on facebook messenger but mr joey anza who is probably mo- most well known for his awesome fight in the born ultimatum as well as directing and starring in um, the street fighter series as well that some of you will have seen um he's going to be joining us shortly on a-, on a future episode also somebody that um I had on those of you that have been involved with or know have heard about my um, instructor. Uh, we call them inst- uh, lockdown instructor support meetings. Basically, for martial arts instructors out there that are struggling during the national lockdown, regardless of where you're located, I have a Zoom meeting every Thursday. Uh, and in there, we sort of problem solve, we share ideas. And I've been inviting friends from the industry to come in and talk on their specialist subjects. Uh, and a friend of mine, uh, Mr. Daniel Barfoot, who's actually been on a previous episode, he's agreed to come back to talk about the importance of a child psychology and looking for certain behaviour and uh, policies and procedures and things that we can put in place ready for when our students come back after what has been the most 
tumultuous kind of year uh, just the, the 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 chaos that these kids have had to put up with the changes in in the the, the rules you know we've we've sort of our, our dojos and dojangs have sort of invaded their home space with zoom and all the things that we really as instructors need to be prepped for and, and warning signs and things to look out for things that we can consider about how we can modify how we teach you know we've got to kind of take a step back and look at it from the kids side you know uh daniel's going to come on uh, and talk to us about those things um also one that i've not announced yet but somebody else i've been talking to um somebody that i have known through other people in the industry for a very long time on social media and through message forums and all sorts of stuff um an awesome awesome performer and choreographer by the name of vlad vlad rimberg who's based in the united states um he's going to be joining us as well for a future episode so there's another one little scoop there i've not announced that one um, but we've been talking he's going to be coming on soon uh, amongst all sorts of other cool stuff but as always Thank you for your support. The biggest thing that you can do to help right now is to share these links on social media when you see them, okay? Share the post, share the links. If you're on iTunes, go on there and give it some love. Write a review, give it a review. You know, whatever it is that you can do to show a bit of love, leave a review. It all helps, guys, okay? But yeah, again, I know I can't mention this enough, but share, share, share the links on social media. That really does help. All right, guys, we're going to finish it up there. That brings to the end the Cobra Kai episode. Thank you for your patience. It's been one hell of an edit to get this done. Thanks for listening and I'll catch you all next time. Brought to you by www.mitmaster.com